welcome to what is amazingly episode four of the Second Lunch podcast. Can't believe we haven't been canceled yet. I think it probably helps we haven't published anything yet. Gotta get a few in the tank. We haven't done anything to be canceled other than being... Don't publish your first episode. Wait till your second or third episode. <laughs> uh, no, we are happy to be here. Happy to do episode four. Uh, we got... Uh, your hosts, me, Chris Moran, and Colpy, as well as Hot Jake on the ones and twos. Um, I did want to. I did want to say in the vein of Hot Jake that he is a, a son of a bitch. <laughs> he dyed his hair gray as if graying is a fucking joke to some of us. Um, <laughs> just really insensitive as a man who's getting peppery pretty quick. Uh, it also reminded me as I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking about Hot Jake last night. Uh, then I finished and fell asleep. Uh, I'm kidding. That was that was too sad. easy. That was Saturday. you lobbed it up to yourself. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Slam dunk me through yourself a meat pitch. Um, no, I was thinking about uh, when I was in third grade. I really wanted to dye my hair. This is when I had hair, and well, it's an, more hair. And it would be insane if I dyed my hair right now. With how thin this is, I would look like I got fresh out of an asylum. I was, <laughs> I was gonna say, are you more jealous of of the the amount of hair that Jake has? Or <laughs> well, the amount, the fact that a hat fits on his head, and then he's just willy nilly like, oh, I can dye it. It's not a big deal. You son of a bitch. <laughs> really drives me mad. Every time I see a person with like pink or purple hair, my first thought is always, your therapist has their hands full. There is no quick way back to your regular hair color. Joke's on you, Chris. My brother had pink hair, and he doesn't go to therapy, although everybody should. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to dunk on people who dye their hair. I would definitely do it, too. My whole thing, when I was in like third grade, I really wanted a blue mohawk because I saw um, a Goosebumps character that had a blue mohawk, and I was like, that's as cool as it gets. See, the timing, I was like, he either, it was either Goosebumps or he saw an MXPX music video. And <laughs> time period works either way. Goosebumps. Eight to nine years old. And I kind of resent my parents now because there's no possible way I could pull off a mohawk at this point. That's where it's thinnest. <laughs> you know, I'm working on the opposite of a mohawk. That's pretty ambition. Much, pretty much hair everywhere else. But so this was, this when I was in third grade, talking about time frames, this was when blue by eiffel 65 was really oh, popular okay and so the chris wanting to dye his hair blue fever was especially strong yeah and i'm in third now grade. it's topical I'm how often is a color top <laughs> right good thing he wasn't purple um <laughs> but i kept asking my mom if i could dye my hair blue and i knew you know I was barking up the wrong tree with the mohawk. I'd been denied on that front many times. I knew the mohawk wasn't happening. But I thought maybe blue. I thought maybe I could get the blue to happen. And my mom, it was like, it's the, she's like, it's the school year. I'm not going to let you go to school with blue hair, which I didn't get at the time. I was like, what, you don't want me to be the coolest kid possible? Like, you're just going to get me the light-up shoes and not <laughs> not let me put it over the top with the blue we hair? We need the total package here. <laughs> and uh, so summer comes around. It's 4th of July. And... Um, my mom is fine. She's finally like, all right, whatever. You can dye your hair blue. I didn't realize she was probably thinking like, well, if people think that this is fucked up, I can just chalk it up as like, he's really proud of his country. Like he's got blue hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> you are a third of the way to patriotism. <laughs> yeah. And so I dye my hair blue. I'm stoked about it. But it's the 4th of July. It's a little hot. 
I'm a boy. I wanted to go swimming in my parents' pool. And so I jump in the pool less than an hour after I dyed my hair. And I was not thinking about how chlorine was going to turn it green. And so uh, for the rest of the summer, I just look like Beetlejuice. <laughs> so See, I, that is my experience with dyeing hair. I, and then this guy is over here, Hot Jake, mocking me, dyeing his hair. Like, oh, it's great. It's so... You see, bitch. I've only I only ever dyed my hair one time, and because my hair was dark enough, I had to get it bleached first. Same. So, which gives you you know really good after effect. But got my hair dyed blue and black because we're going to Ozfest with Mike Finch and baby. So, and blue and, and black. Yeah, I don't. There was it's not no, much much of a departure from brown. But <laughs> I, like, I like that you went for it. Anyway. Oh, I mean, you gotta look. I was staying with with cool colors. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we're in uh, rural Missouri. It's 117 degree oh. heat index, and I, the 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 key takeaways are at like three o'clock. Disturbed is doing a CD signing, and by God, if Mike isn't going to be there, we're standing in fucking line. And we get to the front of the line, and it's him and what's his name, David Draymond. <clears throat> and he's like, "So what do you want me to sign?" And my dad's like. I wanted to say fuck you. <laughs> and immediately oh, the guy's no. kind of perplexed. The guy, <laughs> the guy, the lead singer of Disturbed is like a little baffled and he's like, You want it to say fuck you? And then now my dad's offended that he's confused. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say fuck you. So somewhere in the ether, there is a Disturbed album with a silver Sharpie that says, fuck you, Mike, with two exclamation points, which two exclamation points feels forced, <laughs> feels forced. Yeah. Anyways, we got to our seat in time oh. for corn. Uh, Mike proceeded to have a heat stroke and passed out in the loudest atmosphere I've ever seen somebody pass out. Oh, he didn't chug enough water that day. He didn't. Oh, water, he didn't water. Didn't I tell you about camelling up? Yeah, he, he failed to camel up. <laughs> the man failed to take his own rule book into account. Did not drink the 160 ounces of water out of the running faucet before the show. So yeah, we had to take him to the heat stroke tent because that was just its whole own. There's like the medical tent for all other afflictions, and then there's all heat-related issues. And yeah, they just immediately put a bag of ice on his ball sack. Anyways, we oh, made it back for Ozzy. Okay. Ozzy was pretty good. Quite the lineup. Yeah, I mean, they're similarly coherent. <laughs> it worked. If I didn't love and trust you so much, I would think you made every Mike story up. Ever. In fact, I've never met the man, so I'm not... Yeah, have you seen us both in the same place at the same time? <laughs> yeah. That's just my alter ego. <laughs> Living out my worst desires. Oh. All right, Beautiful. so I think uh, we got some Tinderella questions, right? A little bit more of uh, the get to know you. We absolutely, segment. hell yeah, we do. And I'm going to hit you first, Chris, because I've got it ready here. What wrong first impression do you think most people get about you? Well, I have resting dick face. So when people see me, they automatically think, I'm an asshole. And I'm I think I'm pretty nice. You gotta take a lot of wrong steps to like really get me to actually be a dick to you. Mm, like I've yeah. gotta you have to make me not respect you, basically. So I would say, yeah, people just assume I'm a prick. <laughs> when really I'm pretty nice. Like when I talk to people at like the grocery store or something, like I'm 
I'm definitely one to crack a joke to a stranger for sure. Well, see, isn't that kind of like setting the expectations low and then exceeding them? It's like a classic business rule. Like, My this favorite thing, and this is such a hacky fucking dad joke, but during COVID, like the end of COVID, when people kind of started going out again, whenever I'd get in an elevator with like a good amount of people, I'd be like, all right, everybody, six feet apart. Just because, you know, <laughs> just a funny way to, and every time people would kind of laugh and then look like, oh, that came from that guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh. He does look like a stepdad. What about you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I do look I'm like I'm stealing one of your own yeah. jokes to tell back to you. Well, at least you gave me credit. So. <laughs> you know, <right? laughs> uh, for me, it'd probably be two things. Uh, one of them we already talked about. So, love Christmas. Because, see, I was going to, like, resting dick face, I have that. But, no, I am I am that guy. I definitely <laughs> favorite waiting to be like, one over. My favorite thing when I'm at a bar or something with you, and you and I are, like, in the middle of a conversation, or, like, how I just interrupted your sentence. And usually you'll get annoyed at somebody that you don't love in places where you're like me. <laughs> We're touching feet right now, you can't see. Um, that You get this look on your face where you're just, like... <laughs> <laughs> dead like dead in the eyes eyebrows are sitting real low just no expression like clearly waiting for the person to stop talking and it's one of my th one of the things i love I, most about you actually. i think it's important sometimes to show people that you're physically deflated <laughs> and not just use the turn of phrase i want it to look like your whole face truly collapses onto itself uh but i do love christmas and i am a jolly <laughs> house hey, decorator hey, don't, don't you let anybody pigeonhole you it's jolly <laughs> <laughs> they called me a homely santa <laughs> uh, <laughs> then the other thing would be so like my favorite i mean we watch a ton of team sports together but watch plenty of individual sports and what's not surprising is watching a ton of boxing and ufc but then i watch a shitload of tennis. That still surprises me. Yeah. Every time you mention it, I'm like, this isn't a bit. <laughs> this is real life. One-on-one. -on -one. Come on, battle of wills, baby. Serena's on TV. Well, now I can't root for that. But, you know, it's anybody, any, once a major gets especially into, like, round of 16, then, I, then it's on. But, yeah, don't look like a tennis guy. That's a good, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. All right. So, what is the worst customer experience? service experience you've ever had i was trying to think of one honestly i am so forgiving of of people in customer service environments that i i anytime something goes wrong i'm just like this isn't your fault oh, oh yeah mine's <laughs> mine's not food mine is a doctor so yours is a doctor <laughs> oh shit okay well you go and let me think some more because i may have one of those well yeah because i'm in the same boat i like i've been there to some extent like i I've worked at a grocery store for mm -hmm. long enough, so completely understand. But yeah, I have a skin condition. Still don't know what it is. Ha! That's the problem here because I. Is that the punchline? No, yeah, we're done. <laughs> uh, cut the episode, actually. Yeah, I've been miss. I've had my skin condition diagnosed four different ways. And I eventually just gave up on talking to additional dermatologists because I got, what was it? Uh, pityriasis rosea and then they were like you have a skin fungus so i'm like john madden's main fucking ambassador here buying up all the tenactin to like hose my skin fungus body down and then they're like no it's psoriasis and then later on it was no it's i don't know dermatitis so i've given up i've given up a lot of five syllable words my brain shuts down also when i was diagnosed with diabetes they had nobody in the hospital to discharge me and tell me how to be diabetic 
So I had one nurse who was being called elsewhere flip through a 300-page diabetes book and go, oh, yeah, some good stuff in here. Like, we're learning together in real time. <laughs> I'm glad we're both figuring out how diabetes management works together. But yeah, Katie was telling me that's actually really common in, in hospital settings, which is alarming considering how many people have diabetes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But what is what is yours? Uh, Mine, I'm just still, I still haven't had. Man, I'm also just like I give people such a long rope to hang themselves with. I just there's been very few times where I've looked back and been like, hey, that was fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mostly just when I have a good experience, I'm like, hey, that was really good. But I am thinking of one time now. Speaking to shitty doctors, I had our family had this same doctor from when I was like. 14 until like five years ago i don't trust that you know too much and he was just terrible like he like did like an experimental not quite a surgery but like removed a part of my dad's skin for no reason he still has it looks like a scab it's just like a big old red spot on his fucking leg now that was the experiment and it, i wonder if that's point, yeah, i'm gonna cut that off and see what happens <laughs> Put it in a petri dish, see if it grows. And then he came in one time. I was in there for something completely unrelated. The only thing he actually got on the nose, actually, that was my foot doctor. I got gout when I was sixteen, which is just like that doesn't fucking happen. Six D, maybe not sixteen. <laughs> and uh, this man's royalty. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, he he properly diagnosed that after my foot doctor already did podiatrist. Is that yeah, the word? I think that's ooh, nailed it. <laughs> I love How many it. syllables is that? Love it when I get vocab. Um, <laughs> He came in. I was I was there for a new gout medication, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I, uh, you know, I just wanted to take a look at your your skull." And I was like, "Okay, okay is there is that something gout wrong? related?" Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, "Well, it just seems you know, like there's this condition." He starts going on about this condition where like your head grows at a rapid rate, and he thought maybe I had that, and then he concluded that no, it's just big. That was the appointment. We could have gone to Lids and told you that. <laughs> yeah, I knew I that coming in. Yeah, dude. I could have made that diagnosis with 25 bucks <laughs> on a sh trip to the mall. The smallest my hat size has been since I was 16 was seven and three quarters. So. <laughs> All right, we've got a few more here on the Tinderella front. When you are procrastinating, what do you usually do to avoid the thing you're meant to be doing? Other than masturbating? Well, are you working from home? Well, yeah. that doesn't matter. You could do it either place. I have. That's not true. I have definitely masturbated at work. Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> it's always in a, you know, but it's behind locked doors. Yeah, the question is, do you spin and shoot or you just kind of arch back? <laughs> um, I leave my chair. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely Jane it. More than you would probably even believe if I'm being, if I'm honest. Uh, but other than that. Nicole's just shaking his head. Well, I'm worried about the amount that you might want to procrastinate versus me because my work ethic is poor. Is that what and we're if that was my response, <laughs> well, yeah. Now what's the euphemism? Now I don't even. Now I'm lost in the sauce. But I'm. I would. That is. That is not an except. Well, not by the end of it. It's going to be water. You're going to have no juice left. Your vast deferens are exhausted. <laughs> More like mass deferens. Anyway. Um. <laughs> no, more like manos deferens. <laughs> no deferens remain. <laughs> uh, I I did get into a habit during COVID when I in between Jack sessions where I would play like a game of Madden or something. Like there's an email that fucking pissed me off and I had to go. 
like come back to zero, I'd be like, well, now they're going to pay me to play Madden because that's yeah. just how I have to. I'm going to put this. 114 on the Vikings. I just yeah. have no other option. <laughs> yes. What about you? What do you do to procrastinate? So, I mean, mine aren't as fun. So, JOing <laughs> is is an option, but uh, it's either I have turned into an old person where it's like, I'm just going to clean something in the house. I'm just <laughs> oh, going to like, no. well, it's, I don't know. That's like an Adderall thing. I don't know. We'll have to cut that. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> if we're not cutting my masturbation, we're not cutting. No, it. no, no, no. I hadn't had my hands on that shit in decades. Allegedly. Uh, ever. It's <laughs> the other one is just looking for any pet to devote my energy to entirely. Yeah. You're also, just swearing it, Rusty. I yeah, I, <laughs> Winston, you gray bitch. Instead of calling him the gray bitch endearingly, it's gotten very frustrated. I also do the thing a lot of people do, which is just go to the bottom of your to-do list for the easiest shit that you know is garbage, and just doing that. Oh, I got to go request time off in our uh, payroll tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that instead of send this email to nine people. I think <laughs> it'll upset. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, fairly common, not necessarily humorous, but I think we got to move on to the celebrity questions, Chris. Yes. If you could pick a celebrity for a new best friend, who would you choose? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Guaranteed. I, were, I decided athletes count. He's the yeah. cutest man ever. He is Agreed. so nice. He's the cutest man ever. He's mm. really good at basketball. I just, I don't know. I want to hang out compelling. with him. I feel like he would probably be a little turned off by how much I drink, but I feel like we could get past that. Oh, I'm sure. And also, I mean, with, with time, he'd probably get you into his workout regimen. I mean, oh my God, if I, can you imagine if I was seven feet, dude? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't because then they'd have to make a size 12 hat for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the head grows too. Uh, I'm sorry, I had to do it. What about, oh yeah, climbing on my head is uh, like, uh, it's common. Call back. Yeah. <clears throat> For me, I'm going the Hamburglar. I, <laughs> we have shared, we have shared interests. And I don't know, I feel like it's a good launch point. I feel like, you know, I might find out he's a Packers fan. I know the next question is what... Uh, celebrity, are you ever mistaken for? Are you going to say the Hamburglar for that, too? Or? Oh, no, no. I was going to save that for the other one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I most closely resemble Grimace. I have a purple sweatshirt I'm not allowed to wear anymore. <laughs> oh, God. I just get Tom Segura all the fucking time. I feel bad for him because somewhere he's got to be like, who the fuck is Chris Morant? Yeah, also, Tom, you know, it's uh, he's looking good these days. We are not doing too hot. I mean, well, well, that's why we're starting the podcast. Yeah, getting shit. Get back on the right track. <laughs> Get back Hand on me another the right beer. Because <laughs> we're just crushing beers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last question. Who is the celebrity crush you have that most people wouldn't find attractive? Good chance we're going to have to cut this, but I'm going to have to explain myself. Okay. First, well, first, actually, Catherine Hahn. Do you know who that is? I do. I don't know what she's so charactery. She is that. both fun and talented. You really have Dude, to explain no more. The more charactery she gets, the more fired up <laughs> your boy gets over here. Now, what happens for me is I have another one, and I don't know if this. I, do people think Aubrey Plaza is hot? Yes. Is that kind of, okay? Yeah. Because for me, that is definitely that was going to be my original answer. I was like, no, there might be other people who, for some reason, and this is the part we may have to cut, or I might leave it just. 
just to deal with the backlash. Um, on episode four? Episode four. Going for it on Alarmed. episode four. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, I want her to give me the just the most obligatory hand job of all time. Like, I want her to, in her heart, be enjoying it. Because that's her character, right? She's like, oh, I don't want to be here. Like, that's I, not to make her act while we're doing Like, I don't want her to have to do her job while we're... While we're uh, well, no, that'd be rude. While we're in the throes <laughs> of, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to be like, oh, you know, I just, I don't know, for some reason, that is, that would be my first request. So, <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. I think we're gonna leave it in the pod. That's, which, yeah. Uh, what about you? You'll have to deal with that one. Oh, Hamburglar. <laughs> so he still did it. I want somebody that is passionate about their interest and shows that enthusiasm. Mm. Just want to put it between those buns. That's. <laughs> You might be right, but <laughs> yeah, nice personality is all I'm saying. He's a burglar. Okay. Nice personality. I can change I him. Some fl- I <laughs> can change him. What if I cook enough hamburgers? No, see the thrills and the theft. I should have known that. You're in the bad, joy. You're is, into bad burgers. The joy is in the misdemeanor, <laughs> not in the cooking of the burger. Ah. That's where I misstepped. <laughs> Okay, this happened my my first uh, my first year playing football. I think I was in fourth or fifth grade, and um, I decided the best way <laughs> it's so dumb. The best way to get good to have a good game was to like channel the energy of a player that I really enjoyed. So I would wear their jersey underneath my jersey. Okay, I understand. This that. got yeah. a, this got a little out of hand. Uh, my second year playing football, it's a preseason game, and one of my coaches is like, dude, I can see the Packers jersey coming out underneath your jersey. Like, you have to take that off. And so we take off my pads, and it's a whole thing, right? Because I was in lineman, and I had a ton of fucking gear on. So we take off the first jersey. <laughs> Neck roll. <and> guess, <laughs> guess what? Underneath Dorsey Levens, there's a Javon Walker jersey. <laughs> Underneath Javon Walker, William Henderson. Underneath that, I like Amon how the Green. size is almost in up. It's in like reverse. <laughs> Donald Driver, Kabir Baja Biamilla, Gilbert Brown. Just in case I got put at any position. Yeah. Bubba Franks, Chad Clifton. It was I. I'm telling you, ten jerseys. And he was just angrier and angrier as the more this jerseys is... came off. And I saw him. He came out to one of my shows like a month or two ago. And um, this this coach who had me take the jerseys off, and I asked him about it, and he was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." But then when I mentioned Gilbert Brown, it it was like something clicked. Like he had buried oh, it. Oh, that down. was yeah. His hate recorder was like really <laughs> deep uh. on that one. So my wife has been loving how much like i'm a hands-on dad i love like hanging out with kendall and i'm talking to her all the time today i was telling her all the different jobs she could do i, I was pushing basketball player really hard that's a good one um aim high early on <laughs> yeah you could be president or <laughs> um but uh, yeah i talked to her in a baby voice because if you don't talk to a baby in a baby voice you're a fucking psycho in my opinion same with dogs and that is where i got in trouble because a couple weeks ago 
it occurred to Katie that I talked to Kendall and Moose in the same voice. And so she was like, you're talking to Moose just like you talked to Kendall. And I was like, no, 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 you've got this confused. I'm talking to Kendall like I talked to Moose. Moose came first. It's a seniority <clears throat> deal. And so, uh, yeah, we kind of got in an argument. And I was, and she was like, well, why can't you just talk to Moose like normal? And I'm like, because it's psychotic to talk to a dog like a person. Are you kidding me? You have to. We went. So this is where the vet comes in. I went to the vet three weeks ago with Moose to get shots. And Moose is just the most nervous dog on the planet. I'm like sitting on the right. bench in the corner of the room and he's like hiding underneath it. And uh, the vet comes in. He's like, hey, little boy, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> so we're going to have to give him a shot here right in his ass. Because he's such a good boy. And he, kept, <laughs> he kept like going in and out of baby voice talking to the dog. And it was so funny to me because he was like, he had resting dick fish. Just like, he looked like David Tell. <laughs> so David Tell comes in and is talking in baby voice to my dog. Now, which of these is stranger if he had maintained character talking to you in the dog voice or just kept it talking to you too much? <laughs> well, this is what's been funny is I'm using that voice now so much because I talk to Moose all the time. Like if I hear something on TV, I repeat like the last yeah. two words of whatever the commercial was. Yeah, I work from uh, home by myself. I'm slipping here. Oh, I'm talking to the pets calling. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you add Kendall into the mix. It's probably two thirds of my day. I'm talking in this baby voice. Right. The other day I got a phone call. And I picked up, I said, hello. And I was like, oh, this is really weird. This is a real phone, not like a Thank cartoon Thank God it one. was like somebody trying to give me a credit card and I could just <laughs> hang up. But it still happened. Like, it's, yeah. Chris, you go to metal shows? <laughs> oh, God. That is the problem. I love metal shows. And I don't fit in. At all. As soon as I walk in the room, basically the music stops. Like the record scratches and everybody looks directly at me like, what the fuck is this guy? Because I look like the Uber. When I show up, I look like a chaperone. You know what I mean? Like when people see me hit a show, they're like, where are his kids? <laughs> this guy is is out of control. And uh, so it's it's fun during shows. For me, I get just as much out of watching other people watch me. Because every time I kind of like, I'm not a full-on headbanger, and I stand at the edge of the mosh pit. Because you're either in the mosh pit or you don't want to be in the mosh pit, but there's another really thin line. It's like the ozone layer. Yes. Of people who want to be on the outside and push you back in, that's yeah. me. Yeah. That's me. I don't want to do it, but I want to help you have a good time. I want to get a little physical. But if I go in the mosh pit, I might kill somebody. I'll definitely break an ankle. So I'm not yeah. trying to get in the pit. But... I like to shove from the outside, right? So when, when people see me there in my polo and jeans, they're like, look at this fucking this guy. Weekend he's, warrior. He's feeling it. He's <laughs> feeling it. They think they're like watching me have a revelation. And I'm like, no, I listen to this on the way here. Yeah, like you're having a midlife crisis. Like <laughs> yeah. you just decided this <laughs> yeah. is the move. Yeah. yeah, Clay and I, we are always the people that show up to those shows. We are the first people in. We could immediately get to the front of the stage and take yeah. whatever great spot we want instead we nail down a table immediately and begin binge drinking <laughs> and rarely oh, leave that spot for the rest of the night so yeah we were at Gilliband at sunset tavern last week one of the loudest shows i've ever been to and yeah just kept the beers flowing the entire time in the back but the first metal show i went to was black dahlia murder at fucking mm. 
at El Corazon. Yes. And, you I know, love El Corazon. fell down at some point in the circle pit, got picked up by like a shirtless guy in overalls. Always an intimidating sight. So if you uh, don't, just, just for listeners who may not know El Corazon, El Corazon is basically a concert venue in a double wide. Like it's an actual building, but the size of that room is it's a double wide, basically. Yeah. It's also, real small. Also, it's completely small. coated in rubber. Yeah. Impossibly so. Yeah, and Ceiling, I don't think they've burned rubber. incense there in like 10 years, but it reeks Oh, of it. yeah, innards and death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And incense. Uh, it's a great place to see a show. My favorite thing about El Corazon is I'm the same way. I like to go there early because I want to see all the bands. But my favorite thing is watching like the first band and seeing the one guy who's where the mosh pit is going to be. But there's nobody there yet, and he, but he's still out there moshing by himself, just hey, punching the air like working. Dance like nobody's out. watching. I love that. Hey man, if that's if that's your thing, dude, go crazy. I, I'm all for it. It will develop on a long enough timeline <laughs> that people will see. They'll understand. <laughs> now, since we were talking about the uh, ferocity of metal shows, it reminded me. <laughs> uh, how is it that the two primary gummy animals are bears and worms these seem to me like they're on the opposite end of the ferocity spectrum maybe they're the only two that survived so this is like an alternate fucked up universe where <laughs> gummy gummy folk worldwide have been wiped out by a meteor and all we got left are well, bears and worms. Well, let's be fair. There's gummy frogs and sharks, but that is so tertiary. They are they're popular. endangered based on my <laughs> yeah. limited experience. Yeah. yeah, and I'm curious about what this food chain looks like. It can't just be bears and worms. There's <laughs> got to be some middle These ground. These bears aren't eating worms. <laughs> There's something. <laughs> That must mean there's a lot of worms in the long run, then, because there's something eating enough bears that, to make another thing that's getting eaten by something else. Eat, that's a lot of worm fucking. By... <laughs> that's a lot of worm fucking. <laughs> so there's got to be bunnies or something, then. What else? <laughs> I like the idea something? that we have to create an entire gummy ecological <laughs> sort of food chain. Like, well, who's their alpha predator? <laughs> Actually, let's do that now, because that brings me to what would win between. A grizzly bear and a great white shark if, and this is the key here, all things are equal. It's a perfectly neutral, let's pretend it's in space and we don't need oxygen to survive, right? Like, it's not in the water, it's not on land. Oh, okay. They can so both survive that's, and that's they're both the same size just for scale. So, let's say the shark's 64 feet, the grizzly bear's 64 feet tall. What wins? All right. That's a pretty serious bear now that you've elongated it to such a degree. <laughs> Uh, I, I will always, um, well, maybe there will be an episode in the future where this is not the case, but I will always go great white shark. Really? I will. I will. Why? Uh, Jaws. Just okay. the movie Jaws. It is a perfectly engineered killing machine. It is, uh, that's what the movie says. You know, and, uh, you know what you have to do to stop a shark from attacking you? You punch it in the nose and then it's done. It fucks off. What would happen if you punched a grizzly bear in the nose? It's just going to fuck you harder. I mean, that is that is likely true. But Also, think about the agility here. That shark's going to take so fucking long to turn around if you run past it. No, sharks are incredibly fast. If you're Yeah, but turn around, grizzly bear just goes, oh, over here, one slash to the fucking gills or whatever they are. One boop on the nose, dude, you're done. 
You're done. There's no beating the bear. I mean, when you have a 64-foot bear in space that can breathe, <laughs> that you. does change Thank the dynamic. You. So you're saying bear then. <laughs> not saying i agree but i understand <laughs> yeah what so i take it you're voting bear on oh, this one then. big time big time you are i have a tally going in my head of people who say shark it's like you katie and one other person well i have no sense of volume here have you asked 30 or 300 people probably closer to 30 okay. <laughs> well i guess we're in the minority either way perhaps yeah. those were bad examples <laughs> All right, but well, we're going to save we're gonna... 64 foot orangutan versus 64 foot grizzly bear fight for next oh, time. It's orangutan. That's... <laughs> They're so strong. Would the claws even matter at that point? I feel like the orangutan could just like bear's head. Like, you actually know what? The bears, I'm going bear. <laughs> you can't beat a bear. I haven't thought of anything that beats a bear in neutral territory, in space, if you're the same size. <laughs> Not even a dump truck. In real life, a dump truck, even being bigger than a bear, doesn't always beat a bear. Well, oh, my God. That reminds me. One time when I was in Idaho with Novelli, actually, he's going to hate that I'm telling this story on the pod. Uh, <laughs> my parents had a house in northern Idaho. We we're on Lake Coeur d'Alene. And uh, we busted out the four-wheelers. And Novelli was having a hard time mastering uh, the acceleration while turning he really didn't want to accelerate while turning i don't know why because it freaked him out because he hadn't really been on a four-wheeler before gotta learn problem is it's way easier to turn when you're accelerating because there's a lot less friction against the tires right like you're fighting a lot less it's way easier to turn so i don't know if i mentioned our house is on the fucking lake we live like right by the marina or our house is right by the marina and so my parents were like, well, before you go anywhere, since he doesn't really have any experience on a four-wheeler, let's just try to do a couple circles in the parking lot. He got a third of a way done with his circle and wound up in the lake. <laughs> that... <laughs> he crashed the fucking thing into the lake. This is not important to the story. I just needed to tell it. And so we go out on the boat later. And uh, we're all kind of reliving the insanity of him ruining one of the engines in our four-wheelers. And we see something in the water, and we're like, sure, it's a dog. And we pull up by it, and it is a brown bear just swimming in the fucking lake. I've never seen one out that far. I mean, He just it was... wanted to talk to you guys about what just <clears throat> went into the lake. He's like, I just fucked up this shark. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we're like, everybody's like getting away. We saw him like climb up on one of the docks because we we're kind of near shore and like scare a bunch of people eating in a restaurant and then hop back into the water. And then he started walking towards the freeway. And like he's hitching a ride. Did he grab his <laughs> yeah, stick and bindle? He was like, well, is this a Charmin commercial? <laughs> he gets up to the freeway and everybody's like, uh, and at this point, people are watching. And um, he starts across the street, just gets fucking drilled by an F-350. Drilled. Water everywhere. It just sprayed up so comically. <laughs> You wouldn't even believe Jesus. it. And uh, so then everybody's like, what happened to the bear? The guy pulls over and is like, he yells to us because he sees us all looking at him. He's like, what the fuck did I hit? And we're all like, it was a bear. And he's like, what? It was gone. It walked off. It may have died later, but my point is bear versus F-350, bear.
Chris, have you ever had a passive piss test? I did once. I did once. Yeah. Just one time, though. Were you able to just do it on your own? Yeah. No, I, uh... I was on and off with weed. There was a point in my life where I was, like, smoking every night, and there's no chance I could have passed right. the piss test. But uh, then it started making me, like, panicky, so I just stopped. But luckily, they don't test for booze. Yeah. Because that's better for you. <laughs> the, the, the test is well calibrated. Yeah, I I only ever had to do it once, uh, and I, I did it using the Mike Finchon technique. Uh, now, the Mike technique, it does differ a bit. So over the years, right, when we were kids, Mike would just get clean piss from his kids because a <laughs> seven-year-old is not going to piss hot unless you got a really fucking cool seven-year-old, which I was not. <laughs> So, reading fucking Tom Sawyer and shit when I'm six. Yeah, that kid is going to pass. <laughs> Anyways. Again, bragging that, about your reading level, but anyway, continue. Oh, Tom Sawyer, it's easy shit. Also, I was a fucking nerd who could pass a piss test, so what am I really talking trash about? <laughs> but at that point, piss tests were, I think, and it depended on who was administering them, they're limited in terms of what they can really evaluate. So, it's looking for drugs, but how hot is the piss? Like, whose piss is it? That kind of question where I don't think Mike had to tinker with it as much early on, whereas as time goes on, it's like, well, it has to be between, like, what is it, 100 and 110 degrees, I think? Mm. Uh, Jesus, I didn't even realize they tested for that. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, so... <laughs> In order to pass the piss test, so you get some clean piss from your kid, you then wait outside with hand warmers applied to the piss. Normal, um, normal stuff. This is welcome to America, baby. This is just <laughs> this is just how you gotta this is how you gotta get a job sometimes. So apply that to the urine. The urine hopefully has the temperature gauge on the side like the little pouch that you've got because you can also if your kids are degenerates you can buy synthetic urine so <laughs> that comes with the temperature gauge on the side now there are different vessels to bring it in let me tell you about the butt wedge <laughs> the okay. butt wedge the butt wedge is a banana shaped object with a screw-on cap where the stem of the banana would be. You put the urine into the banana-shaped silicone object. You wedge it between the cheeks. And, and it's got a... I was wondering what yeah, was Yeah. Where's the wedge? Weirdest yes. butt plug ever. <laughs> where's the verb in this? <laughs> so you could also put it under your armpit. but But if you wanted to, you could connect these things to like a fake dick. Because, well, they can't wiggle your fucking dick. On well, you. if you're somebody like my dad, let me just tell you: sometimes you get an observe UA. You don't just get to do a UA anymore. You're in trubs and you're in timeout. <laughs> now we have to. I mean, one way he got away with the piss test one time was as he went to pull his dick out in front of the guy observing. The guy just said, "I'm not going to look at your fucking dick, man." <laughs> and that was <laughs> all right. Got away with one today. <laughs> but uh, all of this learned behavior. I've had one piss test in my life. I have synthetic urine in my little butt wedge, but 
I'm like the career nerd trying to learn from the career criminal. <laughs> I don't know how all of these different devices work and all this shit. So the hand warmer immediately gets the piss too hot. It's like 118 degrees, like dick meltingly hot, where if I were to actually expel that, the guy might come in and be like, you failed your test, but also, are you okay? Are you going to live? And uh, when I got into the bathroom, they're like, don't flush the toilet. That's like the number one rule. Don't flush the Cardinal toilet. Sin. Can't do that. So I get in. Uh, by the way, this is uh, so I could get a milk stocking job that paid $9.30 oh, an hour. fuck off. You have to be high to do that. Oh, well, I mean, what do you think? Of, I'm prepared. Jesus. I studied. <laughs> so when I go to pull like the little hose out that will deposit the fake urine into the urine container, uh, I forget about the way that gravity works and pressure works, and it sprays fake piss all over the room. <laughs> <laughs> I still have enough fake piss. I have like 10 ounces for a four ounce thing. So I've got plenty, but I'm not allowed to flush the toilet. <laughs> I am not allowed to like the, the paper, the paper towel dispenser is on like a weird wheel that makes noise when you spin it. So I'm cleaning up fake piss with these rags and putting them in my back pocket. So they don't know oh, God. that. Well, it's synthetic. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, anyways, that's how you fake a piss test. I didn't actually have a squirt great way to end that. Room. Yeah, Perfect. squirt it all over the room. Uh, throw a bunch of uh, piss-laden paper towels in your back pocket. Be nervous and sweaty on your way out. And you'll probably get the job. Welcome to Hagen and Bellingham. <laughs> I can't say who the person is because I believe they're still using this method. But I know somebody who is uh, working around the piss test rules. And what he does is he has his wife pee in a condom. He ties it off, puts it between his legs, and that's what he does. That way, you know, the, your legs and your taint, I guess, aren't going to get it too hot. And uh, Wouldn't want that. But I, I've always wondered about security. Like, what if, what if it... What if it drops like out of your pound pan leg? Can you imagine seeing that? Somebody walking in to take their piss test and this piss condom falls out. Of their I, pants. The only thing sillier would be if the whole fake cock it's attached to also came <laughs> with it. Like, oh. just immediately play it off like I'm gonna go to the doctor. <laughs> That's not supposed yeah. to happen. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, Chris, we've got our favorite segment, our most recurring segment. Gucci or greasy, Christmas lights after New Year's. Greasy. Completely disagree. <laughs> oh, no. This is I basically the end of the podcast. I should have known. I met my match on this, Christmas man. <laughs> Go figure. He doesn't. Okay, what's your cutoff? So, okay, let me be honest. I I try to get them down before New Year's. but Before New Year's? I do. I That's try. That's I, New Year's is the day. That's the last day. New Year's Day. Well, shit, now you're asking down. me to thread the needle on a day when I'm severely impaired. Thread the fucking needle. No, hire somebody to do it. That's the end of the show. That's where it's like, yeah, Colpy's a quadriplegic. <laughs> he was changing lights. Well, we would have a lot more opportunity to record the pod then. <laughs> Think about it that way. It's true. Think about the bits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I understand. In fact, I kind of agree with you, but 
I can't. It, it violates who I am as a person to agree with you. The only thing that made me think of it is there's somebody in my neighborhood who still has their tree up. Now, I get just having lights around. It's kind of nice. I, I remember one time I was hooking up with this girl, and she had – sorry, I should say woman. And she had lights up uh, in her apartment, and it was just like like the white – like regular white bulb yeah, lights or whatever. Bing Crosby shit. And I was like, well, that's kind of nice, actually. I like I like the look of that. And so I get having some of those, like, strand lights up or whatever. But when you, the fucking tree, come on. You have Santa on your tree in your living room on Valentine's Day. How lonely are you? It was what I was thinking. Well, I'd also at a certain point be worried, like, if we're a real tree household. Yeah, I'm looking for max <laughs> environmental destruction. So you're getting into like mid-February. You've got this tinder box in your house. I mean, <laughs> allow me to be a fucking 70-year-old man for a second, but that is a fire hazard. You need to get that shit out of there. Anyways, I do agree with leaving your Christmas tree up year-round. God, you son of a bitch. For these listeners who don't know us uh, super well, yeah, I still feel funny saying listeners are doctors and family. Um, Cole has a bit of a, an affinity for uh, researching random shit on Wikipedia. He never ceases to baffle me with just the most random insane shit he sends me so i thought the perfect thing to do to share this with i was gonna say the world <laughs> to share this with part with of our world with the east side of seattle uh is have cole record what his searches have been in the last several days yeah and i want to start by saying we were going to look up a full week but after four days we decided it had gotten psychotic enough <laughs> and decided to just sort of cut our losses where they were all right so so we're just going to go through the four days. Uh, I'm going to start with what I searched on Valentine's Day because I feel like that's the most alarming. <laughs> this is when they find out you have a lampshade made out of skin. Uh, okay, so here's what I searched on Valentine's Day. The Walpole P Prison Strike. The Hubble Space Telescope. A Wait. marked... Excuse me? Prison... What, what is a prison strike? Oh, striking against, you know, the various forms of, you know, enforced labor. So is being... it the prisoners? Yes. What are they yes. just not? Oh, doing? wait. Actually, that one that one might have been the guards. See, this is the problem. Don't Wikipedia when you're drunk. <laughs> okay, carry on. Uh, Hubble Space Telescope, uh, a marked bill. Oh, so, that, I think that was from a text that I sent you. That absolutely was. Uh, the Too Tall Bandit. So, at a later date, we are going to go through the various banditry, the bandits that uh, the FBI has named over the years. Uh, Mirepoix, I guess I was into oh, cooking for the moment. Oh, it's the holy trinity of French cooking, you know, saute some fucking vegetables and shit. Anyways, Apollo 1, the Kogelitsi epidemics, and then a list of earthquakes. So, a <laughs> uh, list of earthquakes. That's Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, okay. There was yeah. a recently an earthquake. That's fair. Yeah. No, some of them make sense. Okay, so next day, I searched uh, urban renewal, uh, public housing, list of <laughs> crimes involving a silicone mass. <laughs> Tell us more. Tell us more. What did you get? I, pff, 
This is a problem with this segment. What I actually glean from these pieces is like so limited. Do you remember you what to... made you search it? No. I think that that adds to the allure. It's even better that you were just Well, like, yeah, because wonder... then the next thing I searched was French Revolution. And I'm not sure how that fit in between the other two. Yeah, there's a lot to unload. I'd like to, to think you're here. just sitting at your desk, like working, and then something pops in your head, like, man, I wonder how many crimes have been committed with a silicone mask. The thing is, that oh. sounds on the nose. <laughs> that sounds plausible. Uh, and then I searched a bunch of paintings, like three studies of Lucien Freud, La Femme d'Alger. Uh, then I searched the Geezer Bandit, uh, another FBI More bandit. Bandits. I clearly got bored with the paintings and went back to bandits. <laughs> and then the last thing I searched that day was Manu Ginobili. <laughs> oh. See, now we're back Speaking into territory. Speaking of thieves. Yeah. <laughs> This is, it's funny because I think the percentage of things you search that aren't sports related versus are is the exact opposite of mine. Because I bet you mine's like Dirk Nowitzki, Walter Jones. How many times did Walter Jones hold in his career? The Alamo. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's yin and yang. It's yin and yang, which reminds me of something my brother told Who, me the other day. Are you yang or yang? What's important is that we pronounce it right and that we're not the guy that my brother saw on TV saying, we're like yin and yang. <laughs> Who the fuck is ying? Yeah. That's- <laughs> I, I didn't just say that. Yeah, that would- I heard what yin. What an idiot who would say that. I heard yin. Uh, okay, yeah, laugh- so I guess that makes me yang. It's- <laughs> yang searches for more sports. <laughs> uh okay two more days so uh the 16th i searched worcester sauce i don't know why that was one how is to the... spell it or i i think i was trying to validate the urban legend that it was some idiot guy's attempt to recreate indian curry flavor in england <laughs> failed miserably and they sort of left it in the basement and then later on, they came back and were like, this is actually pretty decent. It's not curry, but... <laughs> that sounds like the invention of the donair. <laughs> we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. Uh, after that, I searched brown sauce and then bacon sandwich. Okay, that one is interesting because what am I going to learn from the Wikipedia page that I don't already <laughs> know from the term <laughs> bacon sandwich? I'm more hung up on brown sauce. That's so vague. Oh, it's is an this English when we were uh, arguing about how stupid soy sauce is? No, no, no. This is a very British. You can see this all fits into British. Cuisine. Is it like HP sauce? Yeah, that okay. is a brown sauce. Yeah, right. and then I searched cornbread. So HP sauce. Hold on, is something that you'll put on like a meat pie or something similar. It's like similar to A one, except for it's not. What is the? What, it's what's a little fruitier, a little like sweeter. Uh, yeah, or vinegary. Like it's, oh, right. Yeah, it's right. good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why I needed to go to the Wikipedia page, though. Fucking mystery. And soy sauce is bullshit. A- after anyway, corn... Continue. Future episode. Yeah. Uh, after cornbread, I searched Benito Mussolini. <laughs> wow, the cornbread to Mussolini link. Classic. I did omit some of the things in between, which is, I think, important. Uh, <laughs> I searched the military history of Italy in World War II. And then I searched uh, George Foreman. <laughs> See, I seem to always end on back sports. To athletes. Yeah, exactly. That's like me. If I watch enough murder, it comes back to SpongeBob. If you look through enough depressing stuff on Wikipedia, you got to go right back to yeah, sports. Yeah, I need Patrick Starr. 
okay, last Sports one. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> last day I got a list of botched executions. <laughs> That's getting Send bleak. me that link. <laughs> that is actually There's some interesting stuff. <clears throat> a lot with the axe. Uh, then the hand what? of... Oh, yeah, a lot With of those. the axe? Like the guillotine or like an actual axe? No, an axe. No, the guillotine was, that was a French thing. Not everybody had that fancy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I've got uh, Be a Man, the Randy Savage rap album. Macho <laughs> Man. Uh, pre-ordered not, that on vinyl. Not Ben Savage? And then I, <laughs> then I searched Forrest Gump, uh, a movie I hate that I'll talk about later. And then the last thing, Feral Cats in Istanbul. Oh, classic. Who's not searching That's Feral <laughs> Cats in Istanbul? What? <laughs> Again, this is this is always what it comes down to. Why? What made you search Feral Cats in Istanbul? I didn't Istanbul? search that. I clicked my way there. And that's a little different. Even more alarming. What are but, you on that gets you to Feral Cats in Istanbul? I can't next week's episode we're gonna yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to start tracking these also who hates forrest gump oh next episode chris next episode god damn all right well i think that's about time for us uh thank you for watching or listening or however you're uh taking in this podcast uh we do have some new exciting stuff you probably already know this by now but we have uh been approved for just about every major streaming platform and uh, Apple, and so I was excited about Apple. That is a major pain in the ass from what I hear. Right. So um, happy about that. We also have a Patreon. We're going to have some extra content, basically all the stuff. You're going to hear us do segments where we're like, we have to cut this, and we end up not cutting it. But believe me, there's things that we end up cutting. And so on our Patreon, we'll have some of that stuff on there if you guys want to give us some of your money every month or if you don't it's still going to be there it doesn't matter whether Fuck you yeah. do or not but uh anyway thank you very much for listening we love you a lot and uh have a good day <laughs>